0: Scripture reading for this wonderful Easter Sunday morning comes from John, chapter twenty, verses one through eighteen. <clears throat> Need to adjust my glasses. <laughs> Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and. "'saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. "'So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, "'the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, "'They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, "'and we do not know where he has been laid. "'Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went to the tomb. "'The two were running together, "'but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down and looked in and saw that the linen wrappings were lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been under Jesus' head, not lying with the linen, but wrapped up and rolled in a place by itself. Sitting where the body of Jesus had been laying, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken the Lord away, and I do not know where they have laid him. They must have taken him somewhere other than here. And when she had said this, she turned. Around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said, Sir, if, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will go and take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabbi, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced this to the disciples. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Thank you. The Reverend Sherry Brown. You can tell she's done that a time or two. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts together be pleasing in your sight this morning, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Grace and peace to you, beloved. I am Amy Wilson-Feltz. I'm the pastor of Morning Star Church. In case you haven't had a chance to meet me yet, welcome once again to worship on this beautiful Easter morning. Thank you again, Sherry, for reading the account of Jesus' resurrection so beautifully from the gospel according to St. John. This passage is a familiar one to many. It's, some, it's new to some of you, perhaps. But my prayer for all of us this morning is that we could read it with new vision. We could hear it with new insight. One of the loveliest things about the high holy days, like Easter Sunday, is the repetition of these central messages that we emphasize year after year. The challenge with that repetition is that we can glaze over. We can tune out without even realizing it. So now that we've heard these life-changing words directly from our holy text, I invite you to hear them again. This time in the form of a poem that I wrote to share with this community on this very day. Now we have the opportunity here to identify with the characters in the story. Perhaps Mary perhaps the other disciples, perhaps even Jesus himself. And we can take time to consider the sights and the sounds of that early morning, the deep and fluctuating feelings, the disorientation that finding the final resting place of a loved one empty surely would create. It's all so much to consider. So I invite you now to take a deep breath. as we imagine what it was like to go to the tomb of Jesus while it was still dark. In those early, eerie moments before the darkness meets the dawn, she makes her way to the last place he led her, only to discover he was gone. This is not what she expected to find at the tomb so cold where her loved one had been sealed in death by a stone unforgiving and bold. The events of the days before still lingered in her mind as she ran to her friends for help of the most desperate kind. His body has been taken, she cried. I do not know where to find him now. The men ran to see for themselves, trying to make sense of her words somehow. The two raced toward the unknown, stepping over the discarded clothes of the dead. They walked into the evacuated grave, not yet understanding what lay ahead. In something miraculous, they surely believed, but in exactly what they could not say. That's when the men retreated to their homes, but the woman chose to stay. She wept heavily, oppressed by merciless grief, now coupled with great and growing fears. Inside the tomb, she saw divine messengers who inquired about her tears. As she retold her story to these strangers, one thing began to become clear. True, she did not know where Jesus was, but he certainly was not here. And yet... He was precisely there when she turned around. The woman did not know it yet, but all that was lost had been found. Even at the sound of his voice, her grief could not be shifted. It wasn't until Jesus said her name that the veil of darkness lifted. Mary, he said, Mary, my dear friend, you are not alone. Out of the dead of this darkest of nights, the light of new life has shone. In that instant, Mary could see how God's love had been revealed in the risen one in front of her, in the tomb that stood unsealed. The grave's loss was her gain and not just hers to be kept. Jesus sent Mary to share this good news to all of those who wept. She was the messenger now. To be silent, she could not afford. Mary ran again to see her friends, this time to say, I have seen the Lord. How wonderful it is on this holy day to step into the sun so bright, to pray that the darkness be held at bay and to cling to the sparkling light. But we know too much, don't we? We know of suffering and strife, the darkness hovers foreboding, threatening to overtake this life. We cannot ignore the cries of pain, the evils of corruption and war, the slow rot of prejudice and poverty, and all that we fear lies in store. So what shall we do, beloved? What can we say in the midst of such sorrow? While in the grips of overwhelming darkness, can we dare to dream of tomorrow? Perhaps Mary herself pondered the same as she walked ahead of the sun, still in the dark, until she heard her name on the lips of the risen one. Such an encounter with the living God remains available for us every day. If only we're willing to turn around. If we will choose, like Mary, to stay. What that brave first witness saw in sitting with her grief so stark is that the power of light truly comes, beloved, while it is still dark. Amen. Amen.